0: Linen, The New Frontier in Infection Control and Prevention, by Deborah Dunn. Abstract Personnel follow hospital policies and regulatory guidelines to prevent surgical site infections. However, a potentially contaminated item may be overlooked, the linen. When perioperative team members transport patients to the OR, the linen on the beds and transport carts can contain a variety of microorganisms. Textile surfaces can serve as reservoirs for microorganisms that can be transferred to healthcare providers, patients, and the environment. These pathogens may then infect patients, particularly those who are immunocompromised or have direct portals of entry, for example, catheters, incision sites. This article provides an overview of how microorganisms that cause healthcare-associated infections can survive and thrive on hospital linen and related equipment, discusses the linen laundering, transport, and storage processes and best practices, and discusses antimicrobial interventions, including a silver ion laundering additive that was added as an infection prevention measure to the laundry production cycle at a medical center's contracted laundry facility. Receiving a blanket fresh from the warmer is usually a welcome addition for a surgical patient during the perioperative period. Perioperative staff members may assume the laundered linen used in the OR is clean, but how clean is it? This article focuses on bed linen and patient gowns and the methods involved in the cleaning of these materials to ensure laundered linen is clean and does not transmit pathogens or lead to infection outbreaks. Health Care Associated Infections and Biofilm The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, estimates that 5% of hospitalized patients acquire a healthcare Care Associated Infection, HAI, which can cost billions of dollars in added expenses. National organizations such as the CDC, and professional organizations, such as AORN, provide recommendations and guidelines to direct patient care for the purpose of preventing surgical side infections. Perioperative nurses follow these requirements to provide optimal care, which includes 1. Instructing patients to perform preoperative skin cleansing at home. 2. Preoperatively testing and treating patients for methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, for example, MRSA. 3. Donning clean scrub attire. 4. Intraoperatively maintaining patient normothermia, ensuring antibiotic stewardship, preparing the surgical site with an antiseptic, applying sterile drapes, and employing sterile technique. 5. Maintaining normothermia postoperatively. And 6. Performing Terminal Cleaning Humans live in a biodiverse world in which microorganisms are ever present, naturally colonizing the intestines and living on the skin. Some microorganisms become pathogenic and invade and damage tissues or cause infections. Microorganisms that increase in number can upset the delicate biological balance inside the human body and carry the potential to cause death. Healthcare-associated infections are caused by bacteria and their endospores, fungi and their spores, and viruses. Bacterial endospores are formed when conditions are unfavorable to support life. For example, extreme fluctuations in temperature, lack of water and nutrients, low oxygen levels. These endospores can withstand heat, desiccation, chemicals, and radiation— They also can remain dormant for extended periods of time. After the environment reverts to more favorable conditions, endospores shed their dormant state and become vegetative again. Microbes also can remain in this active state but hidden in biofilms. A biofilm is a collection of different types of microorganisms that flourish as a group and produce a sticky substance composed of sugars, proteins, and nucleic acids— used to attach themselves onto wet surfaces. Biofilms grow and thicken as layers are built upon layers. They are hardy structures that are difficult to eradicate. Microbicides either cannot penetrate the film or are neutralized by the film. Biofilms can develop on laundry equipment and may contaminate linens. Microorganisms can live on hard surfaces, for example, medical equipment, soft surfaces, for example, linen, and human skin. These microorganisms can then spread directly from person to person or indirectly via an intermediary item, for example, bed, privacy curtain, or air currents, for example, produced during bed-making or ventilation. Performing frequent and proper hand hygiene and wearing appropriate personal protective equipment can reduce the spread of microorganisms. Contamination of Healthcare Textiles Textiles are items made from fabric and may include privacy curtains, scrub attire, lab coats, reusable surgical gowns and drapes, patient gowns, and other linen. For example, sheets, pillowcases, blankets. Microorganisms can accumulate and proliferate on textiles and can cause HAIs via direct or indirect contact or aerosolization privacy curtains in the holding area or post-anesthesia care unit for example are often used for extended periods that is weeks or months without being cleaned during which time microorganisms on them may flourish healthcare workers regularly place their hands on the same curtain segment to open and close it either contaminating the curtain with their hands or having their hands contaminated by the curtain and then may touch the patient. Research findings have shown that privacy curtains can be contaminated with a variety of microorganisms. In a study of cultures from 50 privacy curtains, researchers identified vancomycin-resistant enterococci, VRE, on 21, percent of the curtains, MRSA on 11, percent of the curtains, and Clostridioides seal on 2, 4% of the curtains. Authors of another study involving 180 cultures obtained from 43 privacy curtains identified that 47, 26.1%, were positive for S. aureus, 31, 17.2%, were positive for VRE, 12, 6.7%, were positive for MRSA, 79 were positive for enterococcus species, and 40, 22.2%, were positive for various aerobic gram-negative bacilli. Although linen is either laundered in hospital or at a contracted laundering facility, the extent to which this laundering removes microorganisms is unknown. Textile surfaces serve as reservoirs for microorganisms capable of infecting patients especially when laundering or linen storage processes are deficient. Contaminated textiles may contain bacterial, viral, or fungal microorganisms or pathogens that can be transmitted to healthcare providers, patients, and the environment, causing infection and illness. Up to 90% of hospital laundry, in pounds washed, in the United States is outsourced to a centralized commercial linen service company. Increasing scientific evidence, however, has revealed that contaminated linen is a problem and also may play an indirect but compelling role in the spread of antibiotic-resistant organisms and multidrug-resistant organisms. Healthcare textiles can play a role in the transmission of pathogens and infection, although the extent to which they contribute to HAIs is not yet known. What is known, however... Is that lower microbial loads on linen is best in the healthcare environment. Patients with the highest risk of acquiring HAIs and having associated negative outcomes are those who 1. Have direct portals of entry, for example, catheters, incision sites, 2. Have cancer, 3. Are immunocompromised, 4. Receive chemotherapy, 5 undergo organ transplantation, or 6, have extensive burns or failing organs. Microorganisms proliferate rapidly on textiles when there is a large inoculum, when the temperature and humidity are suitable, and when dust, spilled food or liquid, emesis, feces, urine, blood, dead skin cells, or other such items are present. Microorganisms residing on linen will grow in the warm, moist setting and can cross-contaminate the hands of hospital personnel. Depending on the microorganism, it can live on textiles from one day to several weeks, and sometimes longer than three months. The transfer rate of microorganisms from the fabric to a person or another object also will vary depending on a diverse set of variables, such as the microorganism, for example, strain, conducive environmental factors to sustain the microorganism, and the type of fabric, that is, material. Transfer rates will be lower when the fabric or healthcare worker's hands are dry. Common microorganisms found on hospital textiles include Gram-negative bacteria, coagulase negative staphylococci, Bacillus species, S. aureus and MRSA, C. difficile, VRE, Acinetobacter baumani, and skin flora. Clostridioides seal has been found to be the most common pathogen causing HAIs, 12.1%. S. aureus was the second most common, 10.7%. Followed by Klebsiella pneumoniae and Klebsiella oxytoca, 9.9%, and Escherichia coli, 9.3%. In an audit of linen management practices at a 700-bed teaching hospital, the authors found that previously laundered linen located in storage rooms and on trolleys used for transporting the linen were contaminated with coagulase negative staphylococci, bacillus species, that is, mold, and viruses. Hospital personnel should implement systematic cleaning protocols in their laundries or ensure their contracted facilities perform vigilant screening and cleaning practices to ensure microbial counts are as low as possible. See supplementary sidebar one. Researchers in the United Kingdom studied linen as a source of sporadic outbreaks of C. difficile and examined the survival of C. difficile spores on naturally contaminated bed sheets before and after washing at sixty-five degrees Celsius, one hundred forty-nine degrees Fahrenheit, for at least ten minutes, or at seventy-one degrees Celsius, one hundred fifty-nine point eight degrees Fahrenheit. For at least three minutes. They found that combining heat and chemicals was more effective for decontaminating the linen than heat alone. They also found that even after processing the linen in the commercial healthcare laundry facility, using industrial detergent and disinfection-level temperatures, enough C. difficile spores to pose a transmission risk still remained on the linen. They concluded that an adequate water temperature and disinfection conditions as well as the amount of time the linen spends passing through the various phases in the wash cycle, could contribute to sporadic outbreaks of C. difficile. Results of another study, to evaluate the potential for cross-contamination of hospital linen during standard laundry procedures, showed that C. difficile spores can survive typical laundering temperatures and chemical treatments and can cross-contaminate other linen in the wash. In another study of linen, Researchers purposely contaminated 19 fitted sheets and 17 top sheets with microorganisms and unexpectedly found that after laundering, the clean bed linen newly applied onto the patients' beds was still contaminated. The researchers concluded that the bacteria transfer most likely occurred when the healthcare workers' attire, which were contaminated from patient care activities, such as touching patients and environmental surfaces, contacted the bed linen when making the bed. Another theory, which the authors dismissed, indicated that contamination could have occurred anywhere along the continuum of the laundering and storage process. The authors accepted the belief that their textiles were free from contamination because of the statements made by the launderer. Results of an additional study showed that S. aureus can survive a 10-minute wash at 54 degrees Celsius, 129.2 degrees Fahrenheit, with a drying cycle, and that K. pneumoniae also can survive laundering that does not include a mechanical drying cycle. See Supplementary Sidebar 2. Production Cycle for Laundered Linen Two microbiological goals during the laundering process include the elimination or inactivation of pathogens on the linen and in the washing and drying devices, and the prevention of biofilm formation inside the washing machine to prevent textile recontamination. Health care personnel should expect laundering to remove all soil from linen and eradicate, or considerably reduce, the number of microbes. Laundry personnel should vigilantly and scrupulously adhere to regulatory requirements from national organizations, for example, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or laundry industry-accrediting organizations, for example, International Organization for Standardization, Healthcare Laundries Accreditation Council, to help prevent HAIs. The acceptable limit standard for laundry contamination in the immediate post-drying phase is less than 20 colony-forming units per square decimeter and the absence of organisms, including S. aureus, E. coli, and Candida albicans. Laundering facilities should provide standard washing, rinsing, drying, storing, and transporting of linen, according to the principles of hygiene, common sense, and consensus guidance, from the CDC's Healthcare Infection Control Practices Advisory Committee and the Association for Professionals in Infection Control and Epidemiology. Washing Transport personnel deliver hospital linen in closed bags, to the laundry facility's soiled area where laundry personnel sort it by category—that is, sheets, blankets, surgical scrubs, patient gowns—before or after it is washed, according to the specific facility's protocols. During the wash phase, the washing mechanism removes dirt and either removes or kills microorganisms with heat, chemicals, and physical action— The water temperature should be 71 degrees Celsius, 159.8 degrees Fahrenheit, for at least 25 minutes to effectively destroy microorganisms. Soap, detergents, and disinfectants also are used in the cleaning process to suspend soils and assist in eradicating microorganisms. Disinfectants that destroy and inhibit microorganism growth include alcohols, quaternary ammonium cations, aldehydes, and oxidizing agents, such as sodium or calcium hypochlorite, bleach, hydrogen peroxide, and iodine. Some of these compounds may result in bacterial resistance over time. A mild acid is automatically added during the final step in the wash cycle, that is, a series of rinses, to neutralize the alkalinity in the water, soap, or detergent, and kill microorganisms susceptible to rapid environmental pH shifts. During the wash cycle, the following parameters must be in balance. 1. Water temperature. 2. Duration of the wash and rinse cycles. 3. Mechanical agitation. And 4. Type and amount of detergent and disinfectants. If one of the parameters is inadequate... One or more of the other parameters must be increased to achieve hygienically cleaned linen. Microorganisms may survive washing cycles if the water temperature is not hot enough or the washer rinse cycles are too short. In a study conducted to investigate laundry contamination after washing at reduced water temperatures, that is, 22 degrees Celsius, 71.6 degrees Fahrenheit, versus 71.1 degrees Celsius, 159.9 degrees Fahrenheit. Researchers produced a satisfactory reduction in microbial contamination at lower water temperatures when they used bleach in larger quantities. Laundry supervisors should ensure that washing machines are cleaned properly and undergo maintenance on a regular schedule to prevent the buildup of biofilm. An outbreak of k occurred in a hospital because the microorganism had colonized inside the door seals of the washing machines. When large numbers of microorganisms survive the wash cycle, they can be transferred onto other items in the same wash cycle or when drying. Drying Drying linen at high temperatures is another method for killing any remaining microorganisms. Personnel use drying machines or mechanical irons to dry linen. Appropriate dryer temperatures, cycle times, and load capacities, that is, size or weight, are dependent on the type of fabric. Synthetic fibers, for example, polyester polyester blends, require shorter drying times and lower temperatures than natural fibers, for example, cotton. Dryers also need to undergo regular maintenance and temperature checks to ensure they are functioning correctly. Transporting and storing. Environmental services leaders in hospitals and surgery centers and laundry supervisors in commercial laundry facilities employ control measures for the transportation and storage of cleaned linen. According to the Joint Commission, leaders of organizations that process laundry, quote, are expected to develop their linen cleaning, storage, and management requirements in accordance with evidence-based sources such as the cdc the national association of institutional linen management and or the local or state authority having jurisdiction End quote. cleaned linen should be transported in covered bins or trolleys or on carts and conveyor belts when being delivered to storage areas which should be clean and free of soil dust and microorganisms for example mold and are dry with proper airflow and limited traffic. Linen must be completely dry before being bundled or covered because residual moisture contributes to microbial growth. Personnel overseeing transportation services and storage facilities of laundered linen at the laundry facility or in the hospital's laundry area should disinfect and air-dry transportation and storage devices, for example, bins, carts, shelves, trolleys, on a regular basis, to avoid contaminating the cleaned linen. Researchers have identified that clean linen and the racks on which they are stored can be contaminated with both S. aureus and MRSA. Transporting and storing linen involves many touch points because of the numerous personnel handling the linen and the many pieces of equipment used, all of which pose a contamination risk. For both healthcare organizations and commercial laundries, these touch points include the transport of laundry out of the laundry area and into the central storage area. For healthcare facilities contracting commercial vendors, linen transport also includes vehicular transportation from the laundry facility to the healthcare facility, transportation from the arrival dock to the central storage zone, and transportation from the central repository point to the patient care units, and on to ancillary storage carts. The risk for contamination is greatest during the transport of clean linen from the laundry facility back to the hospital. See Supplementary Sidebar 3. Cleaned and contaminated linen should be transported in vehicles, for example, trucks, vans, carts, that permits separation of cleaned and contaminated items. Clean and contaminated items may be transported together in the same vehicle, as long as physical barriers or space separators are in place and shown to be effective in contamination prevention. Supervisors should ensure that the carts, bins, plastic containers, or bags, as well as the trucks or vans transporting the linen, are cleaned on a regular schedule. After the linen arrives at the hospital, Transport personnel drop it off at a loading dock, where it is then transported for storage in a central location. Environmental Services staff members will then dispense and store the linen on clinical units. All storage sites need to be clean areas, and the linen should be kept dry and free from soil and body substance contamination, that is, via the hands, arms, and fronts of a tire. Providing hygienically clean linen is a complex task. Laundry supervisors in commercial laundry facilities and environmental services staff members in healthcare facilities should ensure the cleanliness of linen storage areas, transport devices, and transportation vehicles to prevent contamination of these items. Laundry or facility maintenance personnel should document daily temperatures and humidity readings of the storage space in the laundry facility and they should also inspect the ventilation system for cleanliness. The frequency of cleaning the transport carts or bins is also pertinent, as is determining if the lowest racks on the carts are solid and covered, so that the cart's wheels do not splatter dirt onto the linen. Potential for Contamination of Linen During Use Microorganisms on linen may become airborne, And settle onto surfaces and contaminate them. This transfer can occur when the OR bed is made, when the sheets are shifted, or when the patient transfers to the OR bed along with his or her hospital gown and top layer of linen. For example, MRSA becomes a bioaerosol that contaminates the air and causes respiratory infections during bed making. Researchers collected baseline air samples from the environment around 13 patients currently infected or colonized with MRSA. They then collected air samples during the bed-making process and found aerosolized MRSA counts, that is, particulates collected on air samplers that were significantly, approximately 25 times, higher than the baseline MRSA counts, where P equals 0.01. One hour later... MRSA counts on the sheets were lower than before bed-making. The researchers also found that the aerosolized MRSA particles colonized the patient's nasal cavities or passed into their lungs. Environmental contamination by patients also was the focus of a study of isolation rooms housing 25 patients colonized or infected with MRSA. More than half of the surfaces sampled, including the bed linen, tested positive for MRSA, suggesting that the patients with MRSA contaminated their environment. The surfaces most commonly contaminated with MRSA are the patient's gowns, the front of healthcare workers' attire, and the bed linen. In a literature review, bed linen may have been the cause of the spread of MRSA, pseudomonas aeruginosa, and VRE. Thirty-seven studies were discussed with a focus on determining contaminated bed components. Other researchers also were able to isolate Bacillus stearothermophilus, P. originosa, and Burkholderia pathogens from the air during linen changes. Contamination of healthcare workers and patients can also occur when an individual touches a contaminated surface, that is, direct transfer, and then touches another surface or individual, that is, indirect transfer, thereby infecting that surface or individual. Although hand hygiene eventually breaks the spread of infection, it cannot stop the noscomial infection loop alone, because it is of little use in a heavily contaminated hospital environment. Because of the growing number of microorganisms resistant to antibiotics, administrators from patient care units, infection control, quality and environmental services, must improve the infection prevention and cleaning protocols in their healthcare facilities to decrease microbial proliferation. Textile-Based Antimicrobial Interventions Creating antimicrobial surfaces and coatings using inorganic materials, such as copper or silver, on top of or woven into textiles, is one approach to providing a cleaner environment. Through a technological application, the antimicrobial coatings are diffused into the fabric to prevent microorganism adhesion to the fabric. A potential problem, however, is that diffusible antimicrobials could inadvertently cause microbial resistance over time because they continuously release active compounds into the environment. At present, however, few microorganisms show resistance to silver or copper. Microbicide-releasing surfaces Copper and silver. Copper incorporated into hospital linen reduces microbial loads 46 to 50 percent compared with standard linen. In a quasi experimental study on a chronic care head injury unit, patients who received copper impregnated linen experienced 24 percent fewer HAIs, a 47 percent reduction in the number of days of fever and a 32.8% reduction in the total number of days of antibiotic use, compared with patients who received standard linen. Further, in another study, there was a reduction in E. coli and des aureus within two hours of exposure to copper-impregnated fabrics, and the fabrics retained their activity against des aureus after 35 washes at 85 degrees Celsius, 185 degrees Fahrenheit and remained active against dermatophytes and yeasts, such as the albicans. Cotton fibers can be plated, and synthetic fibers, for example, polyester and nylon, and cotton synthetic blends can be impregnated with copper oxide, allowing copper to be permanently bound into the fibers. After 100 washes, there was minimal loss of copper oxide from the cotton fibers, and its biocidal efficacy, that is, Ability of a chemical substance or microorganism to destroy, make harmless, or control harmful organisms via chemical or biological means, remained intact. In a study on copper oxide impregnated textiles, patients slept on non-impregnated sheets, that is, regular sheets, for one night, and then on 90% cotton, 10% copper oxide impregnated sheets, that is, copper sheets. The next night, researchers found the bacterial colonization on the sheets where the patient's feet had rested was significantly lower on the copper sheets than on the regular sheets. P is less than 0.05. They concluded that HAIs can be reduced by using copper oxide in linen because bed sheets and pillowcases come into direct contact with the patient's skin. Silver and silver embedded surfaces serve as broad-spectrum antimicrobials to which bacteria have shown little resistance, even with low silver concentrations. Silver ions kill microbes by binding to their surface proteins, causing their cell walls to rupture, which permits deeper ion penetration. Once inside the cell, silver ions interrupt metabolic activity, suffocating the cell. They also bind to DNA strands, preventing cell replication. Silver ions also produce oxygen radicals, causing DNA and RNA damage and protein denaturization, resulting in bacterial cell death. Ionic silver is a more effective antimicrobial than a silver compound. Through a charge-based interaction, silver ions bond and adhere to fibers and remain active throughout the duration of patient use. Silver ions are released from textile threads in the presence of moisture Providing ongoing protection from contamination via healthcare workers' hands, surgical attire, and lab coats. In a study involving 2,074 sheets and 1,912 patient gowns from three community hospitals, with a focus on staphylococcus and MRSA, researchers found that treating linen with a silver ion solution reduced total aerobic bacterial colonies for bed linen by 88% and patient gowns by 89%. Silver, silver ions, copper and copper ions are used in healthcare products and water treatment devices. Silver and silver ions are used in surgical dressings, wound and device dressings and indwelling urinary and vascular catheters to reduce the risk and rate of infection. Copper has mostly been used on surfaces. For example, door handles, bed railings, light switches, and inhalation systems. Two drawbacks to silver are that it lacks permanence, making replenishment a requirement, and carries the possibility of human cell-cited toxicity. Silver ion toxicity continues to be a debatable issue. Practical Experience Using a Residual Silver Ion Laundry Additive on February 1, 2020, Holy Name Medical Center, a community hospital in New Jersey, began laundering bed linen and patient gowns with a residual silver ion additive dispensed during the rinse cycle, each time the linen was washed. Healthcare providers' reusable isolation gowns and the scrub attire worn by staff members caring for patients with coronavirus disease 2019, COVID-19, were added to this protocol in early March 2020, when the hospital became an epicenter for patients with COVID-19. Silver-ion antimicrobial textile treatments kill infectious microorganisms through residual antimicrobial activity that is continuously effective during linen use, storage, and handling. The product is approved by the United States Environmental Protection Agency, Registration number 90335, product 1. And the manufacturer states it is safe for all types of patients. For example, immunocompromised, neonatal, pediatric. Can be used in a magnetic resonance imaging suite and does not change the look or feel of the linen. The manufacturer of the residual silver ion laundry additive or the manufacturer's contracted partners incorporated good laboratory practices. That is, a set of principles followed in non-clinical laboratory research to ensure the quality and integrity for products regulated by government agencies. When performing laboratory studies, and the results showed that residual silver ions applied to linen reduced levels of the following pathogens by 99.9% over time. 1. S. aureus and C. albicans, after 6 hours of contact, 2. K. pneumoniae, vancomycin-resistant enterococcus faecalis, extended-spectrum beta-lactamase positive E. coli, and A. balmani, after 3 hours of contact, and 3. MRSA, after 9 hours of contact. Holy Name Medical Center entered into an agreement with a third-party laundry facility, to use the Silver Ion Additive with a cost-savings guarantee, that is, percent decrease in HAIs. The Silver Ion Additive system was installed at Holy Name Medical Center's contracted laundry facility. The laundry facility sends clean linen samples to an independent third-party laboratory, contracted by the Silver Ion Additive manufacturer, to ensure efficacious levels of silver ions are on the linen the additional cost of using the silver ion additive is about 10 cents per pound, which translates to approximately $150,000 per year. According to the CDC, HAIs total more than $28.4 billion per year in direct medical costs, as well as $12.4 billion in total societal costs as a result of premature deaths and lost productivity. Compared to the cost of HAIs, the additional expenditure for the residual silver ion laundry additive is justifiable. Implications for Practice It is difficult to establish a cause-effect relationship between contaminated linen and HAIs because the types of microorganisms to be studied are numerous and their interaction with humans is complex. Infection control and environmental services departments should work closely together with contracted or internal laundering facilities to periodically ascertain cleanliness of the facility and culture samples of laundered linen for cleanliness. As Bloomfield states, it is not possible to attain zero HAIs, but that does not mean that healthcare providers should not continue to strive to reach this goal. The seemingly harmless microbial reservoirs of pathogens, for example, in laundry or on stored linen, may become an important contributing factor to severe infections or the spread of microorganisms. This is especially relevant for antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Conclusion Although it seems simple to provide hygienically clean linen for the OR, wash it, dry it, fold it, and store it, This process is much more complex than at first glance. This article provided evidence, cited in various studies, demonstrating correlations between contaminated linen and HAIs. Many perioperative practices revolve around maintaining a sterile environment and using aseptic technique to prevent surgical side infections. Perhaps it is time to take a closer look at linen and the role it plays in infection control and prevention. Facility leaders should ensure routine cleaning practices are in place, proper equipment maintenance is performed, and proper processes are followed when washing, drying, transporting, and storing linen to prevent infection breaches and curtail poor work practices that may lead to contaminated environments. Facility leaders also should trial new technologies that focus on decreasing HAIs by eradicating microorganisms. The time has come to question what happens to linen at the laundering facility, in storage at the hospital, and in the OR. The greater the number of hands that touch the linen and the more bodies against which it is held, the greater the number of contamination sources that are introduced. This is a frontier that healthcare care providers have mostly overlooked.